good evening and welcome to another episode of and when i say i mean i am your co-host adrian and i am your co-host austin sorry i'm gonna interject here i was watching no i was listening to (laughs) fdr yesterday and um they had these two people on who are doing a podcast for bollywood um Uh and they said they said their names every time they started talking and i'm like you guys have like clearly distinct voices you don't need to say who's talking every time you talk but anyway Mm -hmm. that's just but maybe we should just say who's talking every time we talk i don't plan on doing that ever so don't don't start that anyway i don't i don't i haven't heard any feedback that our voices are too similar no we need i have in real life but that it wasn't. It wasn't. It, yeah, it wasn't in the context of this podcast. But interesting. I think anyway. those people are crazy. But well, I mean, you're hearing your own voice, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. count. But anyways, so today, when we were trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about today, we came up with the idea of. What was is it is it an overarching theme of just drama, oh, or uh, specifically I was TV, TV dramas? dramas but it okay, could, so, we could talk about. Uh, I don't even. That's such so, a. Right, right, right. <laughs> so TV dramas. Why mm-hmm. do people like TV dramas? Um, for me personally, I, I I don't like TV dramas, but so I was thinking about this topic today. First off. I say I don't like TV dramas, but to be honest, I don't know if I've ever even watched a TV drama. Um, I mean, I think that implies that you don't like them. Right, but can you say you don't like something without having experienced it? Um, yes, but, I mean, you shouldn't. Um, but, like, you've had opportunity to watch right. TV dramas. I have seen w- at least one episode of Downton Abbey. Yeah, the pilot. I watched the first episode, didn't watch any after that. But but anyways, so then on top of that, what I was thinking about today, not only have I never actually watched a TV drama, I was also struck by the fact that most of my favorite movies are dramas. And so I was trying to figure out how those two things go together, but maybe we'll get to that later down the line. Um, oh, oh we, okay, we can talk about movie dramas. I thought you were saying... Just talk about drama in general as a concept. Like, <laughs> you have so much drama in your life. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't no. want to talk about that. No, that's not really what I was talking about. It's more the context okay, of, like, why do I like movie dramas that are movies but not dramas that are TV shows? Can you give an um, example? We, I mean, like, most movies that I like are dramas. Uh, for instance, like, Manchester by the Sea is pretty much just that a, is drama, a drama, right? Yeah. And I enjoyed that a lot. Um,. But but why did I enjoy that more than I would enjoy a TV drama? I think we'll probably get into that a little bit. Um, or at least the reason I think that I enjoy those more. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, and not even recently, it, it's not even too surprising because you have been a fan of other TV dramas in the past. But recently you have started watching This Is Us, which is yeah. like the epitome of TV drama right now. Yeah, Zach um, told me... Uh... If I watch it, I'm the most basic person in the world. Um, I'm not really sure what that means, but <laughs> that's what he said. Uh-huh. Um, I I do think I watch more TV dramas than most single men age 22. Uh-huh. Um, 
let's let's take a time out here. Sure. And and um just name some some TV dramas. Sure. And and kind of explain them for any viewer out there, listener out there who doesn't know what a TV drama is. Uh. It's not really. Okay, I would say Downton Abbey is peak TV drama, but it's probably not. It's probably like Sex in the City is probably peak TV drama, um, which I have not seen. Um, but this, okay, right on TV, This Is Us is definitely peak TV mm-hmm. drama. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost considers itself to be a drama, um, though other people debate that. Mm-hmm. Um the Sopranos would be a drama. Um, does Breaking Bad count? I don't know. I was Probably. also thinking like Westworld, even like Game of Thrones. I don't. I don't. I don't count those. What would you count those as? Those would be genre TV shows that want to be dramas, like fantasy that wants to be genre. Mm-hmm. I would say probably Breaking Bad bridges the gap between those two categories. Yeah, but it's probably a drama. Um, you could, I mean, you could definitely argue that uh, Game of Thrones, like Game of Thrones, is sometimes a political drama. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not. Uh, right. West Wing is a, is definitely a political drama. Um. There's pro- there's like a lot of hospital dramas that yeah. I do not watch. Um, what about like all the CSIs? No, I don't. I don't. Those are just crime shows. That's yeah, really like it's like Law and Order, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just they're cop shows, which is also a weirdly prolific series of TV shows. But so kind of if you. Maybe this is a really bad analogy, but I'm going to make it anyways. It's kind of like a comedy that's not funny. Like a comedy show that's not funny. Like, think of all the settings that comedy shows are in. Um, but make them not funny. I don't know. I would say... I guess I would say it the other way around. Uh, comedies, comedies are dramas, dramas but are funny. funny. I guess um, that's, that's fair. But anyways, for the purpose of this episode, I think if you think of Downton Abbey and This Is Us, you will you'll be thinking in the right frame of mind, unless mm-hmm. you want to broaden it more. Or Lost. If you're thinking um, about Lost, you're definitely thinking in the right frame of mind. <laughs> the Crown. The Crown could be another oh, yeah. drama. Yeah. I told I told uh, somebody that I work with that my TV watching habits are basically that of like a middle aged mom. Um, <laughs> um also, you have such an interesting you you consume such interesting media i know you, it's you, <laughs> it's so weird you watch you watch t v dramas yet listen to Kendrick Lamar yeah, um like I'm reading confessions by augustine yep um anyways, yeah, my media diet's pretty. Atypical, I think. Yep. Um, but back to the question. Why do people like TV dramas? Oh, so... Um, I I think they're the most... Uh, you can tell the most complex stories in a TV drama. Um, 
there are definitely things that frustrate me about TV dramas because uh, mm-hmm. they're not novels, um, which is what I wish I, w- I wish they would be. Um, like for example, my my favorite TV drama is probably the adaptation of War and Peace. Um, BBC, it's great by the way. Um, I recommend it. Um, and but I like it because it's an adaptation of War and Peace. Uh, so to me, War and Peace is just like the the to what all dramas should aspire. You have because it has ex- it has exactly what you want from a TV drama. It's got a huge cast of characters, and they all have interweaving storylines. Um, people are rising and falling at different times. Their rises mm-hmm. and falls depend on each other. Um, you have huge overarching themes and character stories. Um, and like you have episodic, you know, peaks and falls too. So I, to me, War and Peace is the perfect drama. Um, but not everyone is, uh, as good at planning as, uh, Tolstoy is, which is fair. Um, yeah. He also didn't have to deal with any networks. Um, which makes it hard. So, um, TV networks. Yeah, uh, and I I think the problem with a lot of dramas is that they end up wanting the people who are making money from them want to not stop making money from them, mm-hmm. uh, which is understandable. Um, right. But I think that hurts a lot of them. But so, uh, for me, what I love about dramas is. Uh, just like the connectedness of all the characters, learning more about characters, what makes them tick, um, and like then seeing how they, like, you you set something up and then you prod it and see how people react and you you see mm-hmm. how um, people respond and change to how things change and like what does it look like. How does a character go from where they are at the beginning to where they are at the end? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at... Oh, okay. Caveat to the BBC adaptation of War and Peace. Pierre is terrible. Um, <laughs> but Pierre is, like, the greatest character in War and Peace. Um, mm-hmm. Because he goes from, like, this really entitled, clueless, drunken, windowsill, gin-drinking, bear-tying-to-police-officer guy... Um, he has a crazy life to being like the hero of the story and like the greatest character ever. Um, so like, how does how how does he go from like from one extreme to the other, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while still maintaining like some of like who he is as a like a core character? Right. That's why I like TV dramas. Okay, so TV dramas are great because they have. Complex, interwoven stories, mm-hmm. highly developed characters, and um, you're able to see how these characters, even though they have, or by seeing at the beginning where this is something about this character, how that can kind of get um, challenged or they can be put in situations that are contrary to their character or, mm-hmm. or makes them have to... Um, grow 
as yep. a character because something is challenging the character. Okay, I think that's good. I think basically, and you kind of said it too, it's basically a, the closest thing you can maybe get to a novel. Yeah, um, um, and what I what I like about it is you do want the characters to change some, which mm-hmm. to me is a problem with just TV in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it sets it up. It sets itself up to be very static. Right, um, because right. you're trying to make as much money as you can. Right. Which, in some ways, that would be that is why maybe Breaking Bad is better a better show because it didn't it didn't say okay we're just gonna keep going endlessly mm-hmm. but rather if we have a story to tell we're gonna tell it. Yep. Um, and that's why I think Downton Abbey is weakest in season five mm-hmm. when it's just like okay. We kind of lost track of... I love Down Abbey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of lost track of what's going on, and uh-huh. they didn't know how to end things. And then right. season six, they're like, okay, this is going to be the last season. Uh-huh. So you get to resolve lots of things, right. and right. there was lots of great endings, and uh, endings are good. Right. And I think that that kind of... well. Game of Thrones and Stranger Things are both kind of uh, dramas. Um, they're but, both but it, they're both genre things that want to be dramas. Yeah, right, exactly. But it fits into that car- car- category of like pretty much all all TV shows, even comedies to some extent, where you get to the point where it's like, okay, our story is. I mean, Stranger Things is only on season two, but I feel like it's already missed. Absolutely. Its mark. <laughs> Um, where now it's it's not being driven by a story, but being driven by the fact, hey, we need to keep producing mm-hmm. um, more and more shows, um, which is kind of sad. Well, to me, though, um, weirdly for me, I wish Game of Thrones would be longer. Um, I don't think that's that weird, but, like, it has an end. For a and different reason. Yeah. Um like it has an end and it's like okay we need to get to this end uh but it's not giving it enough time to really satisfyingly get to that end so it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now to me it's it's losing its great characters um and like complexity right uh because just to get to, to this end. end yeah right um right. i i always think um the people who are now writing the show aren't as talented as George R R Martin which again is not it's not it's not like a big like bash on them he's just a, he's a pretty talented guy so right okay so now my side of things why mm-hmm. and and you you might agree with this as well but my why i don't like tv dramas the reason i don't like tv dramas is that i see them as too fantastic mm-hmm. fantastic not in the sense that it's amazing but fantastic in a way that is it is too over the top it's too yeah. it's i don't I, i'm the words that are coming to my mouth are dramatic which doesn't really work because of the drama. it's like unnatural it's, right right it's it's the goal the goal i see or what i like about dramas is that it 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 is in kind of like a wor- real world setting or real at least real world situation something i can relate to yet the problem i have with TV dramas is that it, it takes those real world situations to the extremes that in some ways becomes unrelatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of good examples other than like what I've seen in This Is Us commercials and, and trailers. Well, yeah. You do have uh, to 
you you kind of have to escalate things like mm. be, because you you're saying like okay let's introduce like a status quo and then let's change it in a really dramatic way right um so you start by doing easy things like a parent dies or mm. I don't mean to sound callous when I'm saying this, but this is just like that. That's a very normal way to right. uh, perturb a story, or um, like someone uh, has a breakup. Um, but so then you you like you start your 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 show with that, mm-hmm. um, and then things kind of settle back into a status quo, just because that's you know how life is. Right. Um, so then you need to perturb it again, uh, but it has to be bigger than whatever the last challenge was. Uh, so you escalate. Um, I, I think that was a, a problem in Down Abbey, um, and in Lost. <laughs> Lost escalated just ridiculously um, from being like, okay, there's other people on this island who maybe want to kill us to mm-hmm. being like now we're time traveling and setting off nukes mm-hmm. like uh okay lost yeah. i love lost though so like i love all of those things but it's just um even so another it is example, a good demonstration of how you need to escalate and another example maybe and you maybe this doesn't really work but even in sherlock mm-hmm. like the whole like to me like Sherlock, Sherlock season four wanted to be a drama, but, right? Or exactly. The last season was, I think it was season four. But like, why? The the and and that's the thing that I think is frustrating about Sherlock is that Sherlock, it can have a status quo, but then within the case is where you have those those things. You don't necessarily have to upset the status quos within Watson and Sherlock's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be like, oh, Mary is a spy the whole time. Um, like none of Spoilers. none of that really needs to happen in order to have a good story. Now that's different because I mean my life really isn't like Sherlock, but in the same sense that like they felt the need to add this fantastic story into a series that I already think can tell compelling stories. Mm-hmm and interesting interesting stories at the same time so then comparing comparing and contrasting that then to um movie dramas i think the thing with a movie drama is that you don't have the long it's contained Um, a movie is contained to you know two hours or whatever not even around about two hours which is maybe like four episodes, five episodes, mm-hmm. and so at that point you're you're in a much smaller thing. So you really only have one of those spikes, um, yep. oh, and or, and you cut the number of characters. Right, your number of characters are low. You have your number of spikes is low, and to me you can you can you and because of that you don't need to make the spike as fantastic. Um, it doesn't need to be as over the top in order to keep you interested in the story. So you don't need three... to keep stepping it up. What's that? You don't need to keep like escalating your stage. Right, right. And that's why 
I think what is so great about Manchester by the Sea is that it's just a movie about these people in the situation um, and how they're going through it, how it's like, okay, yeah, this is a really hard time, but it doesn't, but it's not, it, it does such a good job of how life actually is in mixing together, okay, this is a sad time, yet we're still making stupid jokes and I still don't want to like talk to my uncle or whatever and all these things going on at the same time which is which i think is what's great about a drama is that it's more realistic in that sense where it's not like okay i'm sad for a month now i'm happy for this episode or whatever you know it's it's not quite like that kind uh, of i don't know I, I think you clearly haven't watched tv drama Oh. <laughs> I haven't. I prefaced that at the beginning of this yeah, episode. Yeah, and it's it's showing. Um, it it's just a it's a is condensation the right form of that word? It's a condensed version. It is a condensed version of of everything that happens in the TV drama. Um, so yeah. Um, and they definitely have clear endings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They like they don't. Uh, okay, this isn't really true, but for the most part, it's hard to drag on as much as a TV show can. Um, so yeah, I, I guess. I mean that makes sense. It they're like snappier, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like the last episode of. Um, this is us that I watched. Um, it, it it was a not really a flashback, but just like a, a retelling of the day that the big three was born. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't really care. I want to see what happens next in their lives. So to me, that was an episode that I was like, it feels like we're just kind of stalling with this one. Hmm. Um, and you, you could do that in a movie, but it would be a really terrible movie then. Right. Uh, so then I was thinking, as I was talking about what I like about dramas, uh, it reminded me of things you say you like about good comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, so do do good comedies need to have dramatic elements to be good? So the things I said that you need for good comedies being good setting, good characters, I feel like there was a third thing. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's it. Good so do you interactions. Need, do you need good? Do you need good drama in to have a good comedy? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, to I me, think... it feels like they use drama to tie together comedy moments, like The Office and Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. all kind of like build to the like build romantic drama up to a wedding i think i think it looks it depends how you look at dramas dramas or sorry comedies comedies those comedies you named are very much more in the modern style of comedies where they are that's true serialized is that the word i'm looking for that is yeah as opposed to like um seinfeld or um well, Seinfeld intentionally wanted to have no overarching plot. 
Right. And so my point is that those comedies worked without that drama, That's with the drama point. being contained to each episode. Um, and Seinfeld is largely held to be one of... Seinfeld one makes of, a lot of money. One of the best comedies. So I, th- I think that drama does add a lot to your comedy in the sense that It, it kind of it helps that setting. It helps that real worldness of it, mm-hmm. unless of course that's not the the this the type of comedy you're going for. Um, but by having those dramatic events, um, it allows it allows you to have good characters mm-hmm. um, for for yeah. the same reasons you were talking about in the TV dramas, right? You're allowed mm-hmm. to see, okay, this is the status quo of this character, but then how does this dramatic event change how they respond or um, how they respond to other characters? Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. I was just thinking, do people... I've never seen Seinfeld, um, but do people, like, connect with characters in Seinfeld? Do they, like... Because, like, if you watch The Office, you're like, oh, I, like, I know Jim. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm. I guess if you're really lonely, it's like, oh, Jim and I are friends. Um, like, that's how I feel about book characters. Um, right. I guess I'm really lonely, but... Um, <laughs> um, but does anyone feel like, oh, Kramer and I were, like, best buds? Mm-hmm. I don't, I I don't think, know how you would. I think even in a non-serialized comedy you can still have drama within each episode. Um, and so you can still have your your status quo, okay, this is what Jerry is like, this is what Kramer is like, and now we put them into an incident where they can't find their car or something like that. And so now that's the drama of this episode, and now they have to figure out... I have out. seen that episode. I, that's, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that episode multiple times. Yeah. I don't know how, unless, of course, they just lose their car multiple times. Um, it's possible. It is possible. Um, and so in that case, you you have the drama, but it's self-contained into the episode. Um, like, the char- like, do the characters change? No, because it's not it's not serialized. So how do you connect with them then? Because they get into situations that you can relate to. I guess I I don't know. It just it to me it feels like they're like fake then, which they are. Right. Um, um, so I, I, I think the I would argue that the best comedies are secretly dramas. So you would say The Office is secretly a drama? Yep. The B plot is definitely a drama. The B plot? Mm-hmm. As in? Pam and Jim. Jim and Pam. And even even Dwight and Angela as well. Yeah, though, like, Michael is not a drama. Right. Michael is basically a comedy. Although, it's kind of a Until drama. Until, like, season four. Right. And and that also fits in... That fits the idea of all com- the best comedies being a drama. It fits into my argument that April Ludgate is actually the secretly the main character of Parks and Rec. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
There's lots of drama with Leslie and Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, okay, let me expand this argument to the best everything is secretly a drama. Uh, Game of Thrones, for example. Uh, secretly a drama. Uh, I don't even I don't think know. it's really a secret. <laughs> uh, yeah. C.S. Lewis would say I'm wrong, but I think the, the the characters make the plot. No, they make whatever you're watching or reading or listening to. So if you have characters that are static, they're boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think everything needs to secretly be a drama. Right. Because that's how you that's how you make characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about here we go? Mm-hmm. What about Gravity Falls? Okay. It's Ooh. pretty. It, it's pretty dramatic. Yeah. Um. There's. There's not a lot of change in Gravity right. Falls. Right. Though it is hilarious. Right. So is it still a good show even though there's not a lot of change? Um. Yes. Though I don't know why then. Um, or it's just I'll, funny. I'll throw you another one. Mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb. Oof. Uh, there's, wow. There, there's Phineas almost Ferb intentionally doesn't no change. character development. But the show is fantastic. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's still because of the characters, though. Right. And so that goes back to, to how it is possible to have a good comedy that's not a drama. Because it's, it's based on the characters. And, and I think that's the point of Gravity Falls as well. The characters are just it's so brilliant that that show could run forever where you keep putting putting them into new situations, but their responses are just hilarious. But, I mean, I still think your, your response, like how you interact with characters is still different, like fundamentally in a drama and, and um, like a comedy like that, even if it is character-driven. Um, because I'm watching, I'm watching This Is Us and thinking like, oh, how are these people like me? How are they mm-hmm. not like me? Mm-hmm. And I never asked that in Gravity Falls. No. Um, <laughs> I watch Gravity Falls and I think, oh, that's hilarious. Right. Um, Seuss is a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like, that's, that's not how I watch The Office. Right. Right. Because either it's... It's so much easier to put yourself into those situations mm-hmm. than it is into something that's purely character-based and not drama-based, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because uh, we're not just caricatures. Right. <laughs> okay, I hope. If you do identify with people from Gravity Falls or Seinfeld, I don't mean to tell you that you're a caricature but I, I might be saying that I mean um, you can you can in the same way that it's, it's still possible to relate to certain aspects of those characters in not just those characters entirely like I wouldn't yeah. say I can relate to every single you know there's one character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine or one character in Parks and Rec that I can relate to but there are multiple instances of different characters because they're in different situations that I can relate to. I don't know. I'm I'm watching uh This Is Us and there's a character named Randall and he they have a 
Thanksgiving dinner that goes terribly wrong, and he says, so that's the the like poking of the status quo, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, when I grow up, our family Thanksgiving is going to be exactly like this, and that so we we go into the future because time is goes back and forth all the time, and this is us. Um, and we're Randall's like a dad now, and he's having this Thanksgiving tradition, and it's exactly like the messed up Thanksgiving tradition that they had. And I'm like, ah, this is us. Get out of my head. Like, because Randall, like I already, my parents are like our parents, I guess, are saying like, oh, Austin, you're so like Randall. And then this happens, and I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I am exactly <laughs> like Randall. If that, <laughs> like if I said one time when I was nine years old that things are going to be exactly like this, they would be exactly like that it's when I'm 36. True. It's true. Um, and I would, I would, like I would respond to that in the exact same way that Randall responds to this. Yeah. So even though like our, uh, like our life circumstances right now are pretty different, um, I'm like, wow, Randall and I react like respond to things in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a it's, it's a deeper connection, right? It's like oh, I'm like these friends from friends because I'm 20 and don't know what to do with my life. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, but that's that's not like a, to me, that's not like a, a transcending, mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of a surfacey, you're like this person. That's a much different response than to looking at a character and being like, wow, I am that character. Mm-hmm. And that's probably due to the fact that you can have more characters. Are there more characters, in, like more main characters in this and us? This is us than like a classic. Like uh, I'd say there's five main characters, maybe six. So that's about normal for like a comedy would be. A comedy movie. A comedy would be like the same amount of characters. I don't. Same know. amount of main characters. The Office only ever has like five or six main characters yeah okay I was gonna say four at a time yeah um but anyways my point is that there's more characters for you to actually relate to and like in a in a TV drama I'm assuming I haven't seen them but I'm just guessing and even even the characters that are on the fringe are probably less like black and white they're more developed than Right. Like Stanley and Phyllis. Right. You meet them in episode one, and you know, like, all you need to know about Stanley and Phyllis. Right. Well, that's exactly. Because they're funny. Right. Um, whereas those side characters in a drama would be much m- easier to kind of align yourself with. And they, they do more to drive mm-hmm. the interactions between the main characters. Like, they're mm-hmm. more ingrained kind of in the in the the narrative as a whole yeah then like creed for example he's right. like he is like almost by definition just a one-off character mm-hmm. he says mm-hmm. like one line an episode and it's the greatest line in that episode right but he has almost no interaction with any of the main characters yeah like he, he doesn't change what the main characters are doing or thinking So, that's why I like TV dramas. They're complex. Yeah. Um, they 
think it's easier to tell better stories um, in a TV. Like, that's the purpose of a TV drama. Right. To tell stories. Um, and I love stories. Uh, more, I don't like laughing, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch, like, I, I, if I want to watch something, I'd rather have it tell a good story than have me busting a gut because that never happens. You're not, you're rarely going to bust a gut. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So I will say I saw a commercial for Fox's new TV drama that's coming out. Oh, they want to be This Is Us? They're, they're counter to This Is Us. I forget what it's called, but it's like something about friendship. It's like I, um, I will say there are many dramas I'm not interested in. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to uh, maybe I'll have to watch it. I I'm dubious. I don't even really watch TV now. The one about friends. Yeah. It's not you friends. Just watch this is us. I I don't know, dude. Did I? T- somebody told me I was a bad American for not having watched Friends. Yeah, I think you've been told that several times. I know. Uh, by like all people who aren't Americans, um, so uh, it's it's. Uh, I don't plan on watching Friends. No, I have no desire to watch Friends, which is probably. I'm okay with it, even if other people aren't. Mm-hmm. So so what um, what are you looking for, from, TV, that doesn't draw you to dramas I guess I don't know I think I'm I'm probably more likely I, I guess it kind of even goes back to that condensed idea from movies right I don't I don't necessarily have the desire to sit down every week and watch an episode of TV I don't even do that for the few TV shows I watch now um, and so like I can, the because I definitely want those stories, but I think I'd rather get that in a movie or in an audiobook or something like that, um, as opposed to watching a TV drama that may or may not be just kind of over the top. And I, I would probably go into it too biased, to be honest, and be like, oh, this is ridiculous. This, is, this TV drama is just, like, way over the top, and I can't relate to it. Um, I mean, they do go over the top sometimes. Right. Which, it, it's like the whole, like... It's kind of their thing. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole, like, Spider-Man thing. Long ago, when the first Spider-Man movies came out and we watched them, I went into the movie thinking that I was going to hate it for some reason. That does not surprise me. <laughs> And so, even though, like, regardless of what happened in this movie, it could have been the greatest movie of all time, I was going to hate this movie just because I was going into it thinking that way. And still to this day, I, like, don't like Tobey Maguire and I don't like (laughs) Spider-Man. Probably because of this instant, like, instance, like, 15, 20 years ago at this point in my life. Um... So, yeah, I, I have a bad tendency of bringing in preconceived notions about how things are going to be. 
Although they have, that has been changed in my life. Um, or an example of how that was changed was the Harry Potter books. Going into that, I hated Harry Potter. And now it is one of my favorite series of all time. So maybe I'm growing. Maybe. It's like a drama playing it's out. It's like a drama. <laughs> it's like a drama wow. playing out in wow. real life. That's like the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, like, This Is Us knows how crazy it is mm-hmm. um, in some ways. Like, uh, one of the characters, Kevin, is pitching to his girlfriend uh, why she should come and visit his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, uh, my dad's dead, my mom's married to his best friend, uh, my brother's black and adopted, and my sister is obese. Like, what's not exciting about that? And I'm like, okay, I think that was just, like, the elevator pitch for right. the series. Right. Um, so, like, it knows that it's over the top in some ways. So. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is about, like, movies, I think I'm easy, I'm more likely to excuse, like, over the topness because it's usually there to, like, for a purpose, I guess, Apo- apart from just driving force, forcing the characters into a situation, if that makes sense. So, it's for instance, easier to connect it to a theme. Right. For instance, in the in the movie Get Out, mm-hmm. this mo- this movie had lo- uh, not lots of things, but kind of the whole premise is very kind of over the top. Yeah. But the purpose of that is to prove it the theme that it is going throughout the entire film, mm-hmm. and so it's easier for me to kind of like take a step back and be like, okay, this is part of the movie. This is what's what's happening in order to tell the story. Whereas like in something like This Is Us, where it's like, okay. I look at this and I'm supposed to think that this could happen in real life and then you have this situation where this might happen in real life but it seems really ridiculous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah and the, the, there's like times where I'm like uh, clearly it's just like you're manufacturing things mm-hmm. to like keep these characters apart like uh, um, Anna and um, Mr. Somebody in Downton. I forget his name. Mr. Darcy. No, <laughs> he's from Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> the same thing, right? It's like, uh, you've been keeping these, like, they're married, and they've been married for, like, three seasons, but you've just been keeping them apart for no good reasons. Like, they can never be happy, and it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, just let them, just let them enjoy each other for just, like, a season. Um, Speaking of that, that reminds me of something I really liked about Brooklyn Nine-Nine once Amy and um, Jake started dating, mm -hmm. was that there were, like, episodes where you're like, I don't even know, that I forgot that these people were even dating, because, like, the the show was able to just kind of keep going in the same sense, and I I thought that the balance was just really good, where it didn't, it wasn't, like, over the top now okay they're dating now so now yep. everything is ridiculous but rather it was like kept kind of true to the the show I was but also shocked. pushed forward that kind of dramatic instance mm-hmm. I was shocked that um, the wedding just happened and I'm not like okay mm-hmm. I'm ready for the show to be over right because uh, usually that's how it is mm-hmm. uh, but I was like oh, I could I could keep going for Brooklyn Nine-Nine 
Shout um, out to NBC. Yeah. Also, have you watched the whole season? I have not actually. That's uh, one of those part... shows that I haven't. <laughs> I've kind of just stopped watching. It just... Gina says, uh, it, it looks like we're pairing off for adventures, so I'm going to go with Captain Holt because we have the best rapport. I'm like, Gina, you're, you're amazing. She's so good. Anyway, um, I like TV dramas. Yeah, I think it's it's this conversation has been good in the sense that it really kind of gets to not only like why TV dramas are good, but like why people watch them, or not only why people watch them, but why they're good. Um, because I think I have this thought that it's like okay, we just watch TV dramas because we like drama, but in in the sense that's true. But in another sense, we like TV dramas because they're really good at telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, really good at telling complex stories with mm-hmm. complex characters, um, different motivations. How do we kind of going back to exactly what you were saying at the beginning is like putting putting characters in situations which cause them to change or go against what their belief systems are, not necessarily go against, but like have those things challenged, yep. which is yep. which is like <laughs> life. Right, exactly. Is what we experience in life all the time. And so to be able to like have that story, like I think that's that's really good and and to tell that story. There are a lot of bad dramas though. Oh, for sure. In the same way that there's a lot of bad novels and comedies. And comedies. So, I don't know, maybe someday I'll watch a TV drama. I might give it a chance. But Yep, you should right. watch. Uh, you should watch down. The this I watched is the first episode and I was like, right now. I don't really. I just wasn't feeling it. Mm. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, so, do you, any recommendations for us this week? Recommendations for this week. Um, I was listening to. What was I listening? Uh, two two new albums I was listening to this week. The first one is Family of the Year's new album. I don't know what it's called, and you probably maybe don't know who Family of the Year is. But Family of the Year. What was their hit song during two thousand twelve? Yeah, it was um, <laughs> um, shoot. It was in the Hero. Hero mm-hmm. is the song. It was in. Um, Boyhood, the movie Boyhood. Um, I, uh, the Throwback Thursday uh-huh. on Spotify was to 2012-2013. Nice. And I was like, this is like the peak year for pop music. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has not been the same since. So, Family of the Year. One of my recommendations a couple of weeks ago was going to be like to listen to full albums of bands that just had one-hit wonders. Um, so family of the year was going to be then that other song that always, I always think is the same thing as family of the year that was in that episode of parks and rec when they go to the grand Canyon. Um, um, anyways, but anyways, family of the year's new album. Also church's new album just came out this week as well. Um, if you're a fan of, well, if you're a fan of churches, you'll like it. If you're a fan of what? 
Weird Voices. <laughs> Weird Voices, yeah, you'll be a fan of it. If you're a fan of the Stranger Things soundtrack, you will also like this one. Oh. Frequently, I was listening to it, I was like, wow, this could easily be the Stranger Things soundtrack with some, like, singing on top of it, so... Those are my two musical... Um, musical recommendations for this week. Austin, how about you? Um... I don't know. I've been uh, working on a PowerPoint most of this week, so, uh, and watching This Is Us, so that kind of cuts into my free time. <laughs> Which, <laughs> do you recommend either PowerPoint or This Is Us? I do recommend PowerPoint. Um, <laughs> it's much better than Google Slides. So <laughs> Google my, Slides my, is trash. My old computer, I was running Ubuntu on it, um, so then I had to use Google Slides because I didn't have Windows products, and yeah, Google Slides. Like, everything you want to be able to do because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I remember PowerPoint, you mm-hmm. can't do. Yeah. And it's just, it's 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 awful. Um, yeah. The collaborativeness is like, oh, this is so nice. It's not. Just, like, email people. Um, uh, there's, yeah, PowerPoint is, is much better. Yeah. Um, but I do also recommend This Is Us. Um, it's great. Um but I was I was gonna follow on the the musical recommendation bandwagon. Um, Andy Minio has a new EP. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much weirder than most albums. It's an EP, so there's there's like a lot of explaining what's going on on the EP, which yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I'm also like, I feel like I sh- this is just something I should read somewhere yeah. else. Um, but I like it. Um, mm-hmm. I like the song, um, whatever the first track is a lot. Clarity. Clarity, yeah. That's not the first track, but I do like Clarity a lot. I've been is like. Yeah. Clarity is what I meant, though. Yeah. Um, so, Andy Minio's new EP. Yeah, it's good. Check it out. It's, it's very different than his last album. Yeah. His last album was Happy Go Lucky. This is like full 180, serious mode. Mm-hmm. But it's good. So, thanks for joining us. Yep. Um, hope to see you again next week. I, I think I'm mostly living out of my car next week, so. Nice, that'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully I'm free. <laughs> we didn't think of this, but we'll plan it out. All right. Thanks All right. for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye.